Welcome to another episode of the Get Back Coach presented by Apollo Media. And another week of college football chaos is behind us. Let's start on Friday night. Nippert at night, East Carolina, one of the hottest teams in in the group of five, travels to Cincinnati um, to come up a little bit short. Cincinnati made some big plays, key key stops towards the end of the games. Uh, Jay, what did you see from this one? Yeah, I mean, East Carolina got off to a good start. They start off leading 5 nothing. It's always fun to see, like, a baseball score in football. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, Cincinnati, home field advantage, rallies a little bit. East Carolina uh, is down by two scores, I think, at halftime, and then is able to get back and mount their own sort of comeback. Uh you know, it's it's tough. I mean, Cincinnati is top dog in the conference from last year. They made the playoff, first group of five team to do so. Uh, so, you know, hats off to East Carolina for fighting. Obviously, that's a that's still a very very solid football team. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the season in the American shakes out. Yeah, um, East Carolina played a hell of a game. Um, I, I just think Cincinnati just connected on the explosive plays category. And I know a lot of offensive coordinators talk about explosive plays. James Franklin talks about explosive plays all the time. Cincinnati made those explosive plays and made it hurt for East Carolina. East Carolina had to really earn everything that they had. And, you know, sometimes they didn't capitalize on certain drives. Um, And again, Cincinnati took that lead in the fourth quarter and then shut down East Carolina. Keaton Mitchell also had a great day. Ehlers had a great day. But Cincinnati was able to prevail, really clamped down in crunch time. And again, can we just talk about Nippert at night? I think it's uh, really becoming one of the most underrated places to play in college football, especially when it's um, nighttime on a Thursday or Friday or really any type of night game atmosphere, I think Nippert at night is slowly becoming one of the toughest places to play in college football. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, Definitely going to be underrated, and I think it's only going to get better uh, as Cincinnati kind of moves up uh, into the Big 12. Uh, Obviously, you know, you're going to miss some of those regional rivalries, but I have a feeling those West Virginia-Cincinnati games are going to be fun. It's going to be really fun. Um, One last thing before we move on to Saturday. I will say Cincinnati – they do not look as dominant. And I know East Carolina is good, so I don't want to take anything from East Carolina, but Cincinnati doesn't look dominating in the trenches as they used to. Okay, I think last year they had a little more beef up front. I thought they were a little bit more in. Again, they had uh, Desmond Ritter. They had a decent um, – uh, they have a quarterback that's a little bit – no offense to Bryant. Uh, that Desmond Ritter was better, is better than he is. Um, I don't know. I just think like sometimes that Cincinnati offense does kind of look a little out of sync. And I just don't think this Cincinnati team is as good as the years in the past. And if they, when they, when they, if they do go to that cotton bowl, I don't know who they're going to play, but if it's not someone from the ACC, I do not like their chances. Yeah. Uh, Let's go Saturday. Saturday. Yep. LSU at Arkansas. We had a little ice on the field, a little snow to start the game. Not something that the SEC is used to dealing with, as evidenced by the fact that uh, with the snow on the field, Arkansas thought it would be a good idea to run the sprinklers to try to get some of that to melt. Wait, did they Did not really? go well. Yes. Wait, did, oh, my God. How, how 
long before game time, do you know? Uh, I'm not sure exactly, but it was a strategy that was attempted, and it was not a strategy that succeeded. See, the, these are those things I miss sometimes because I watch condensed, like the condensed versions of games. So I kind of miss sometimes the 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 inner um, workings of what happens. Yeah, Arkansas, not not a good move. You don't have the sprinklers on um, when when you have below freezing temperatures. <laughs> um, no KJ Jefferson in this one. No KJ. Listen, Hornsby comes in. This guy can run, can run like a deer really quick. But LSU was getting pressure, especially by Harold Perkins from LSU, who had an absolute monster of a day. Um, but he just wasn't feeling the pocket presence. He was sacked a few times. And then Caden or Cade Fortin comes in, senior, looked good. Um, again, I think maybe you might wonder if this guy should have started the game. But – Arkansas really hung with LSU. LSU really having that hangover game like we thought they would. But uh, Harold Perkins, four sacks, eight tackles, just a huge day. And again, Jay, Jay, your people from the SEC. If these two helmets were switched and it was Iowa, Michigan State, it'd be that classic, oh, this is terrible Big Ten football. But since it was LSU Arkansas, we were. It's tough, hard nose, <laughs> and and it just just a tough, gritty game. Um, which listen, I did love the game, but I just want to say, if this was Iowa Michigan State, there'd be de- there'd definitely be a different tune about this game down south. Yeah, I mean, I saw a lot of this game's ugly, and I love it from people, but I think I just follow the right people. Uh, when it comes to college football, uh, there's nothing wrong with loving ugly, sloppy football. Uh, this was, this was decent, ugly, sloppy football. Unlike the A&M Auburn game, which was just bad, sloppy, ugly football. Uh, just, you know, I mean, LSU did what they needed to do to win. Obviously Harold Perkins was a, I mean, it was, it was a huge performance from him and he's an incredible athlete. Makes me really sad that he was once committed to Texas A&M. Uh, and ended up at LSU instead. Uh, obviously, it'd be nice to to have him in the Texas A&M linebacking core. But uh, you know, LSU continues to win, and they've now clinched uh, the SEC West, and will play in the title game in Atlanta, thanks to the result of the next game we're going to talk about, and that's going to be right. Alabama at Ole Miss. Yeah, uh, this one surprised me a bit. I was here banging the drum that Alabama was going to kill uh, Ole Miss. I am not a believer in Ole Miss. I don't think Ole Miss is as good as advertised. Um, I do think Ole Miss has a good offense. Dart, Judkins, Malik Heath, that three-headed monster is really good for the Rebels. I don't like their defense as much. Um, I know Bama scored 30 points, but I feel like they could have scored more. And you touched on this, Jay. This Alabama team just seems like they're undisciplined. They play undisciplined football, which is really not like them. This is not what the Saban teams have been the last couple of years. And this team, I know that a two-loss Alabama is is going to be perceived as not good just because of the absolutely ridiculously high standard we have them to. But Alabama is still a very good football team. Um, Ole Miss put up a good fight surprised me but you know with this loss lsu now goes to the sec championship yeah 
Yeah, and I mean, there's kind of some rumors out there spinning about uh, Lane Kiffin possibly leaving for Auburn. Uh, one thing I was kind of talking about, I mean, you mentioned the offense with Dart, Judkins, and Heath. Uh, when Zach Evans is healthy, he's uh, a real factor there mm-hmm. too. Yeah, And I, I was just talking about, man, it would be so fun to put those weapons in a Jamie Chadwell offense. Uh, but, I mean, that's just, you know, kind of looking way down the line. Uh, Lane Kiffin had a good game plan here. I, I think uh, Ole Miss jumped out to a good lead, but it, it's been kind of an Ole Miss problem where they, they struggle a little bit in the second half. Uh, Bama was able to take advantage of that. And, you know, uh, again, this is – all the Bama fans that I see have talked about how terrible this team is, and it's like your version of a terrible team is, is a yeah. 10-win team, and I just hate you for it. Oh, absolutely. And – the thing is, I think why they kind of run out of gas in the end is just because they just don't have enough horses. They, I think they have guys in the trenches that are on a little bit of a shorter um, shorter rotation. And I think because of that, I think they start running out of gas. And when you play a team like Alabama, Ohio State, uh, Georgia, they have all of the – they have just a deeper rotation. And their guys are going to be a lot more fresh than – than teams like Ole Miss and, you know, even teams like Tennessee, um, those Auburn, those second tier teams, that's what separates the Alabamas and the Alabamas and Georgias of the world and Ohio States of the world is that they have deeper rotations that things fall apart in the fourth quarter because their guys are just fresher and beating yours. Yeah. And it's also why they're better at the end of the season. Uh, I think a lot of teams don't have that depth and that's Mm -hmm. why you kind of see, Teams start out really hot and then aren't able to keep that momentum going. Alabama always has horses. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, do you know who else is like that? Maryland. And I know we're not going to really talk about them today because um, I didn't ha- I didn't put the game in there. Uh, but Maryland's like that. Maryland yeah. always starts off the year really good because I believe that they have a lot of good talent. But I think those guys just get worn down, and then by the end, when the end of the year comes, it's just. It's tough for those guys. It really is. Um, But again, that's what separates. That's what separates our tiers. Um, North Carolina, Wake Forest, ACC. ACC. Um, North Carolina. Not a lot of of defense played here, huh? No, but the under hit. I'm glad away from it. I and you know what the worst part is? Is it looked like it was sewn up uh, in the third quarter. I mean, it was. 38, 35, something like that, mm-hmm. uh, where it, it just looked like there's no way this doesn't hit the the way mm-hmm. these teams have been playing, and then they like don't score except for a field goal in the in the fourth, and it just ripped my heart out. Yeah, I I stayed away from I stayed away from the end. I took Wake Forest, North Carolina, and listen, I. Drake May is really freaking good. <laughs> he carries that team. Um, you know, you got Josh Downs and T- Antoine Green. Great receivers. Great guys to have. This is a really good offense. But I don't trust this team in the trenches. I, obviously, I don't trust this team's defense. And they are just getting away with being a, a one-loss team. It, it is mind-boggling to me. <laughs> it, it, it isn't. But, like, look at their schedule. Yeah. It'd be one thing if they haven't, quote-unquote, beaten anybody. 
but Jay, they haven't played anybody. Yeah. Like Wake Forest is the best team they've played, and they're not even ranked. They'll probably be ranked now. Like Notre Dame, good program, but it is struggling this year. They lost to them by two scores. Yeah. I think it was they lost to them by 12. Wake Forest is the best team they've played. Yes, they won the game, and it was that Wake. Like, they're not getting tested every week. Yeah. I think Duke is only the other the only other decent program. Uh, and that's you know, it's still a Mike Elko in his first season type deal. Mm-hmm. Uh App State was a decent win at the time and looked really good after App State beat A and M, but you know, App State's also not the the Sun Belt are, top team that are they we even thought 500? they would be. Uh I think they're above five hundred. Let me let me double check. I think that, they might be but... five and five. I wouldn't be surprised if they're five and five. Uh, so App State is five and five right now, two and five four and in the five. Sun Belt. So that's again, and like North. I know North Carolina doesn't, and I know they. It, it's by chance, you know, by playing Clemson, but they're not even tested by Clemson. Like, oh man, I really hope North Carolina, NC State, like puts it to them. I really do. Because I just don't know if they're going to be able to slow down Drake May. Like this offense is way better than anybody NC State's played this year. I realize is. the defense isn't that good, but <laughs> I don't know. I just this may. I, I hate to go after teams, but like this might be the worst one-loss team I've ever seen. Yeah. Just because in the trenches and their defense. Yeah, but they have a really good offense, and but the thing is, if they're if you hold North Carolina to twenty four, you win, or twenty eight, oh. you win, without, without a doubt. question, without a doubt. If you hold them to under thirty, you win, and that's what right. you're gonna have to do. And I think that's what's going to happen whenever they play anyone in a New Year's Six. But Jay, this is what's gonna happen. I mean, if they go. If they sneak their way in the New Year's Six, say Clemson wins the ACC, they'll go to the Orange Bowl. If North Carolina goes to the Cotton Bowl, they're going to play the best American conference team. They are going to have wins. They are going to literally <laughs> sleepwalk to 11 wins. Hey, they don't ask you how. They ask you how many. Exactly. It's Oh, my God. Really good <laughs> but, offense, though. I have to say, really yeah. good offense. But it's but, just but this going... team is not good. Yeah, go, going from a, a huge offensive battle uh, to the opposite end of the spectrum, uh, which is not what we expected, uh, TCU at Texas uh, mm-hmm. was kind of a defensive battle. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, TCU stays undefeated, and you know they've had to come back in recent weeks. They controlled this game from start to finish. Yeah, like everyone, I had Texas minus seven, and I was so confident. I had Texas it. minus seven, too. And then... I saw everyone else saw it. Everyone else is getting the idea in their mind of this line looks too good. So we're all going to take it. And I saw when I started to see other people taking Texas minus seven, I'm like, okay, I don't trust this one anymore. Um, But a Texas man, they had chances. They had chances. They had chances to make some stops. Um, Listen, 
I saw a play at towards the end of this game. It was when TCU went goes. It's their last touchdown. And Jay, I still have no idea what the safety was doing. Like, I have no clue. Um, and it was one of those. It looked like they were one high, and there was an out route and then a seam, like almost like to run a post, like a, like a choice. Texas's safety comes downhill. I don't know if he wanted to jump a choice. I don't know if he thought the receiver was going to run a choice and he just jumped it and he ran the post instead. But he was going in a land where there was already a corner there. I have no idea what he was doing. Go back and look at the play. I have no idea what that kid was doing and it costed him a touchdown. But yeah, it's it's tough. Listen, TCU is a good football team, a very good football team. I don't know how they're going to do in the playoff if they get there. I will say this about Texas. Quinn Ewers is taking so much heat only because he was a five-star quarterback. Like, this kid is still a freshman. Like, let's relax on the Quinn. um, Jay, I'm already seeing – the narrative of a freshman quarterback saying when the lights come on, he disappears. He doesn't do well in big games. Like, dude, he's a freshman. Like, what are we talking about here? <laughs> I think the flip side of that though, is you also have Arch Manning waiting in the wings uh, coming in. So this is why I would not want to be at Texas. Just the, uh, the, the pressure there is, I think somewhat otherworldly, uh, but I mean, we do need to talk about this TCU defense. I mean, yes, that they still they held Texas to three offensive points. Amazing. No, no touchdown. I mean, the only touchdown the Texas scored was a fumble return. So, mm-hmm. uh, hats off to the TCU defense getting it done. Uh, it's been the offense to this point this season. Uh, other than I think they had one other game that kind of was a low scoring affair, but right, uh, mm-hmm. they find they're ways finding, to win. They're finding different ways to win. Yeah. And, and that's the impressive part. And, you know, the one thing I, I've been loving to see is that they are adopting the the hypnotoad, is what I'm told. All oh, glory to the hypnotoad. <laughs> uh, but but TCU. Was, it was Futurama, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, I, I, I never watched. <laughs> I had a, one of my friends had to tell me it was the hypno. But uh, I think, I think if you hypnotoad. I think if you had told us that. Uh, halfway through or you know at the beginning of the season that tcu was going to be the team keeping the big 12's playoff hopes alive i don't think anyone would have believed it speaking of conference playoff hopes uh (laughs) pac 12 pretty much all dependent on usc now uh but we'll start with uh washington at oregon hang on we always knew it was like it's this never-ending joke of the pac 12 cannibalizing itself it always happens it always happens. It happened twice in one night, twice in one Pac-12 after dark that the Pac-12 cannibalizes itself. Um, Washington at Oregon. Uh, Michael Penix threw for four hundred over 400 yards. Oregon's secondary got absolutely torched, sometimes playing soft coverage. Sometimes Penix was picking them. Uh, he was just picking them apart in their zone coverage. Um Jalen McMillan had some great grabs for the Huskies. Um, yeah. Now, I thought 
this game was over when Penix threw that pick in the beginning of the fourth. And uh, immediately I just thought, okay, this is where Oregon is going to come and, and take over this football game. And they didn't. Um, Washington, huge win for them. Um, I always mispronounce the uh, the coach's name. DeBauer? Kalen DeBoer. DeBoer, thank you. See, you're the Mountain Best guy, so you know more than me. But <laughs> DeBoer, probably the best hire in college football from last year. I mean, he has to be up there. Him, uh, is, is this Elko's first year, too? This is Elko's first year. Elko. Um, uh, Brian Kelly. <laughs> Brian, uh, Brian you Kelly. You want to throw that out there? That. Yeah. Um, oh, and Sonny Dykes. Yeah. There are a lot of really good Coach of the Year candidates, and, and that'll be something more for, for our last pod of the year. Uh, maybe that'll be our championship week pod. But yeah. A lot of really good first-year hires. DeBoer, this what he, what he has done with Washington. Again, the Jimmy Lake experiment did not work out at all. And man, DeBoer's getting it done. Um, offensively, Washington went from a, a dead, just a had no pulse last year on offense, and now this year again, Michael Penix kind of going there, uh, kind of reviving his career helps, but. Um, Washington really doing well. Now they're talking about them as a sleeper team for a New Year's Six Bowl. I don't think yeah. that happens. Um, but Oregon's playoff chances out the out the window. And they they need to get some help to get into New Year's Six consideration. But I do think the Pac-12 was a little bit better than people gave it credit for at yes. the end of the season. Because mm-hmm. uh, like even you know some of the mid-tier teams, Oregon State, Washington State, are still decent teams and then uh arizona's offense has been good this year i mean and i mean do we want to go ahead and get into that i mean arizona at ucla great segue jay um uh so i this is the game that i looked at you know i saw the late kick and i thought this is going to be a pac 12 after dark game it's going to be wacky it's going to be weird wild things are going to happen arizona has scored on everybody they played this year other than mississippi state uh and something about this game just felt like it was going to be a little bit chaotic uh so i had arizona plus 20 huge huge spread by the way uh and sure enough arizona you know ucla has one loss they maybe could have backdoored their way into the the pac 12 championship uh, Arizona has kind of put a damper on any uh, any hopes beyond that uh, for the Bruins because now it's a it's a very very uphill climb for UCLA. Uh, Jaden Delora is just a gunslinger and I love him. Extremely chaotic, but so fun to watch. Yeah. At one point, I... he like pump faked himself so hard that he tripped. Yeah, like, I don't know. There's just so much was going on with them. I love this kid. I really do. Um, UCLA, their biggest problem in this game was kind of what their biggest problem has been all year. The big, biggest question mark this year is how can the defense play? Um, defense, uh, specifically the secondary, um, only forced Arizona to punt three times. Um, again, maybe I'm just used to Big Ten football, but you you should be tell you should be holding a team to punt a lot more in a football game. Uh, Join Tom Thompson Robinson um, almost has this last second touchdown. That would have been, I mean, one of the greatest touchdown catches of all time, just out of the hands of the tight end. But 
UCLA's offense is not the problem. UCLA's defense is the problem. They got to get that secondary better. I don't know what they have to do to go forward, but it needs to be done because they got exposed by Jaden Delora and Arizona's defense. Um, Again, this isn't a guy that's going to get coach of the year, but Jed Fish has a lot of bright spots. And Jay, you and I said in the beginning that this Arizona team by the end of the year is going to take a turn. And and they lost a lot of games, okay, between um, this week and maybe week four, but they're they're way more competitive than they were last year. Um, I do think there are there are good things on the horizon for the Arizona Wildcats. Um, Jed Fish, I, I think Jed Fish can really turn this thing around. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's definitely some stuff to build on, and you know they're not out of bowl eligibility yet. Uh, they have. Washington State's going to be a tough opponent, but they mm-hmm. get Washington State at home, and then they get uh, Arizona State at home to close the season. Which uh, Arizona so State's tough. not good, uh, and it's but, just it's and, just chaotic. Arizona yeah. State, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's just I, I would I don't envy whoever has to go in and coach that program just because there's so much they have to deal with to get that program back right, uh, but. That's the uh, the Pac-12. Let's go ahead and get into some of the other notables. Uh, Vanderbilt uh, now has a better record than Texas A&M. Uh, so, you know, that's that's I I'm since we're not talking about Texas A&M today, uh, <laughs> figure I'd go ahead and get those shots in while I can. Uh, all eighty six million of them. Uh, Vandy, Vandy just or sorry, Kentucky. See, and this is listen. I love Mark Stoops. I think Mark Stoops is a very good football coach. But I think all these bigger programs that are saying we would love Mark Stoops, this is what happens sometimes with Mark Stoops types of teams. This is like Wisconsin. Okay. Iowa. Iowa. It's, I mean, I've, you yep. said it. I mean, Iowa yep. and Kentucky are very, very similar programs. Yeah. And. I mean, historically, Iowa. Not, like, not historically, right now, yeah. Right yeah. now. Right I mean, now. under under Mark Stoops. Right, yeah. No, I don't know what you're saying. but I don't want any Iowa fans no. come after me. No. Well, like, <laughs> I, I respect Iowa right. as a football program overall. <laughs> I'm just saying right now, uh, with what, how Mark Stoops has run it, they're very similar programs. You got really defensive there. Are you afraid of the Iowa people? I am afraid of the Iowa. I mean, I love Jeffrey. <laughs> Jeffrey's a great guy. I know. I don't want to make Jeffrey's Jeffrey a, upset. I know. The Greek's a good friend of the program. Um, but – so Kentucky, here's the thing with Kentucky, like Wisconsin, like Iowa, when those teams are really good, they drop to drop a game to a team they have no business dropping one to because of the offense, because the offense <laughs> is ground and pound and it, it's, it doesn't rely on explosive plays, which is good, but if you miss a couple throws here and there, and again, Will Levis did not have a good day. And if that happens, you're going to be in games than you should be in a bad way where you should be beating teams handedly. And they're in football games because of your offense. Um, but yeah, Vandy, man, good for those. Good for the Commodores. Good for the Commodores. Um, yeah, and and they're they're improved over last year for sure. They are. I mean, obviously that's a low bar to clear, but uh, you know they they hang close with with South Carolina and Mizzou. Uh, obviously, you get blown out by Georgia and Alabama. Uh, they hung with Ole Miss for a half, and that was kind of an interesting one. 
Uh, Ole Miss runs away from him late. Uh, I mean, a 20-point loss to Wake Forest isn't terrible, but uh, Vanderbilt, you know, there's stuff to build off for them. Uh, Kentucky's not going to be thrilled with this result. Uh, you know, there's last-second touchdown uh, after Chris Rodriguez had put Kentucky ahead. But, uh, yeah, it was it was one of the biggest shockers of the year. Uh, Mac West, Toledo clinched the, the Mac West uh, with a win over ball in, in action. Uh, this is one of the games that I was really excited to see, and mm-hmm. it, it lived up to the hype. It was a good contest. Yeah, um, listen, uh, before the year started, I think we kind of bashed Ohio State for a bad non-conference schedule, but Toledo's looking pretty good. Um, and Toledo always seems like they're the team that's not always winning the MAC, but they're always near the, near the top. The Rockets yeah. are always frisky. Also, um, great college mascot since there's like I can't name any other Rockets. Rocky, uh, off the top of my it? head. Um, no, they're in I college. Think they're, they're, they're the only Rockets in major college football. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. And Rocky, and you have their mascot, Rocky, who is an astronaut, um, a lot better than their old mascot, um, which was a giant uh, spaceship. And you can make the connection. Yes, your, your mind serves you well. I know what there are people making the connection of what their mascot used to look like. Um, but, okay. Um, but, yeah, Tilio, <laughs> big win over ball, uh, gets the clinches the Mac West. Uh, the Boilermakers beat Illinois. Listen, don't be ranked when you play Purdue. Just don't be ranked. Because if you're ranked and play Purdue, you're going to probably end up losing. Uh, always be unranked when playing Purdue. Also, uh, uh, Big Ten West, chaos. Uh, just just oh, like yeah. we expected. It's Listen, the Big Ten West is deeper than the East. But they just don't have a team. Like, again... Penn State would was pro, is the third best team in the East, and they would win the West easily. But in the East, you have Rutgers and Indiana, and yeah, you get Northwestern. <laughs> but I think Nebraska is better than Indiana and Rutgers. Um, you know, and all those other teams: Purdue, Illinois, um, Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, we can they're, we can they're all actually say on field. Team. That Nebraska beat Indiana and Rutgers, so they did. There right? was that, yeah. So they've already yes, beat both okay. those teams. Sometimes I forget, but yeah, those are, those are Nebraska's two conference wins. Yeah, you're the West is a a dogfight every week against a team that's just really scrappy, but you have no world beaters. So I think that is a little bit different. But yeah. Purdue, the Boilermakers now have a shot to win the West. Yeah. As does and, Iowa, as does Minnesota. I think Wisconsin's still in the mix. <laughs> it is a Illinois still. There's like a five. There's five teams that can win the West. And and speaking of upsets, uh, now we go to Morgantown, West Virginia, where our our adopted Mountaineers for both of us mm-hmm. uh, finally beat Oklahoma in the Big Twelve for the first time. Who would have thought Neil Brown would be the first coach to beat Oklahoma? Um, yeah. And I shout out to Jared Green for having a fantastic game. Yo, uh, yep. Sophomore. You know, I mean, and people were singing "Country Roads" all the way in Germany during the NFL games because of this. <laughs> exactly. They I mean, knew. I don't, I don't know why Germany loves "Country Roads" so much, but I, I figured we'd have to 
bring that up at yeah. some point. So this is what I hear. It's a, this is what I heard from the German people of Twitter. Apparently, that Country Roads is a song that's played a lot in bars, Oktoberfest, and in soccer matches. So because it's played like that, I guess when they play to everyone automatically knew the worlds. Now, I don't think a single person in that stadium in Munich knew where West Virginia is. Why <laughs> not a single person knows uh, what they're singing about. Uh, God, there's no way they know what the Blue Ridge Mountains and the Shenandoah River are or where they can point to them on a map. But it was really cool to see them singing it. Um, listen, West Virginia can still make a bowl. They have to win out. But uh, it's, I don't know, like West Virginia. It's just West Virginia, man. They're going to upset teams. Neil Brown, again, this is why there's good culture. Even though they're not winning a lot of football games, there's good culture. Any other team would have packed it in after the last couple losses. But this team <laughs> keeps going out and keeps fighting. Um, uh, Shane Lyons, the athletic director, uh, was just fired on Monday. Yeah, a I think that's supposed to be the end for Neil Brown. But It will be the end for Neil Brown. The next time uh, Northwest or West Virginia loses, Neil Brown will be fired. Um, here's the thing with Shane Lyons. I've seen a lot of conflicting things. I've been seeing um, West Virginia people say this is a bad move and that it's a premature move, that they are doing well in other sports than Shane Lyons – shouldn't have lost his job because of the Neil Brown. It, it's all based on Neil Brown. I think this is a good thing for West Virginia. I think you need someone fresh in there to, with the new age of NIL, West Virginia needs to get in the 21st century. They need to build accommodations, and it's going to be hard to build accommodations in West Virginia because if you haven't been there, that whole kid is on a hill. But you have beautiful, to try. Though. It is beautiful. You have to work something out where you can build dorms very close to the football facility. Not apartments where they have to wait until sophomores or juniors when they're freshmen. You have to find something to make kids want to go to West Virginia. Because I know it sounds terrible. I have to go do the same thing with Penn State. Uh, no one cares that you're a legacy at Penn state. No one cares that you're a legacy at West Virginia. These that are very rich in history. No one cares about the history. They want to know where's the best place for them. And what's what's going to be the best place for them to play football in West Virginia. I think with a new athletic director, someone that's going to get in there and really push home accommodations for football players and athletes need to do that. You cannot go to a, it's you cannot go to a school and just be a regular student for one or two years and be a football player. Uh, yeah. You have to show that you have accommodations for them to make them come. Because guess what? Alabama, Ohio State, um, Georgia, Clemson, all the top dogs, they all have special treatment for the football players. I know that's I know I I I know that sounds terrible, but that's how they're all doing it. So yeah. if you want to be there, you got to do it like that. You yeah. have to. I'm not saying do anything illegal, but I'm saying make accommodations to make people want to go to your college. Yeah, and it'll be interesting. I mean, 
I think we both like Neil Brown as a person, but it'll be interesting to see who West Virginia goes with uh, as their it, as their new hire. And and speaking of, yeah, it can't be right before we go to UConn. Oh, I just spoiled it. Um, it can't be one of those good old boys. Yeah, with West Virginia, it can't unless be, it's Rich Rodriguez. <laughs> even then, like it's got to be a good hire. It can't be. Old dude from Sowens, like it, it, it's got to be a good hire because if this Jamie, is not a Jamie good hire, Chadwell with with uh, Garrett Green would be pretty fun too. I'm just throwing that out there. Garrett Green, like C.J. Donaldson, and the yep. and the and the Chadwell. Also, I don't think Graham Harrell's the answer either. Sorry, West Virginia fans, but yeah. I don't think Graham Harrell is the answer. Yeah, He's let, not let, there uh, yet. Let, let Graham Harrell come be offensive coordinator at Texas A&M. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, get get right, now let's get... place. But anyways, I was talking about how you know. Speaking of new hires, uh, here's one that we didn't talk about earlier in Jim Mora. Uh, Who would have thought? Yeah. Hey. Not me. Not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I very shocked by UConn. UConn is bowling bowling, and they do it well. So they're bowl. Oh, they eligible, might not go. They might not which go. Bowling. I would be so mad. Yeah, uh, I would be very mad at this development, but uh, very, very, very glad to see them upset Liberty. Uh, if if you've listened to the show, you know neither one of us uh, particularly care for Liberty, and to see the the Yukon Huskies uh, get one over on the fight in Fallwells just makes me very, very happy. I hate Liberty. All my homies hate Liberty. Um, yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of Liberty. Uh, I'm I'm not a big fan of Hugh Freeze. So for UConn to get this win is huge. Um, big win for them. Did not expect Jim Moore to be having this sort of success. Um, what what are the remaining games? I know they play Army. They play Army's, Army. Army's it. Oh, is this the last game? Yeah. They don't have so one they, uh, last week of the season. No, so they didn't have a bye five. week, I guess. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I guess they didn't. Um, okay, no, 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 no. They played Army, zero week. Uh, Utah State was zero week, week. And okay. then they had a bye week between Ball State and Boston College. And they play Army. Who Army's down. Army is the, down this year. That's still that's still a tough matchup. That is tough. Uh, I, I think, uh, God, I wish. And they're playing at Army. Up in West Point, and you're gonna have you're gonna have a, a bit of a, a lake lake effect, river effect there too. Um, That's a place I want to see a game at, by the way. West Point, dude. West yeah. Point's cool, man. You go through just so from me playing a couple games there. Um, it's dude. It it's like Hogwarts when you walk around. Like all of the buildings and dorms are really old and brick. And their castles, um, I believe, the house. Oh, here's a here's a history thing for you. Um, so the river, there the the river that's there, across the river, there's this giant castle looking mansion, and I believe that's where the Wizard of Oz was written. Huh. But it's like this old, like Victorian mansion-looking place. But West Point is beautiful, especially in the fall. Jay, you would love West Point in the fall. The foliage, oh, amazing. But ticket prices aren't that 
Um, I wouldn't mind going. Jay, let me know when you want to go to West New York. Or, sorry, West Point yeah. in New York. Yeah. I'd love to go up to a game with you. Hell yeah. Hell um, yeah. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's week 11. Uh, that's, I guess yep. now we can start diving into to week 12 and let's talk go. about uh, what we're going to see. So Thursday we'll start with a, a little bit of American Athletic Conference action. SMU at Tulane. Uh, minus two and a half Tulane. I think that uh, I, I actually like SMU here. I just think it's going to be a little bit of a letdown game. I think Tulane played uh, UCF so close. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just SMU's offense is very, very dangerous, and you know Tulane's defense is is stout. Like I, I actually like yeah. Tulane's defense quite a bit, but they struggled with some of the speed mm-hmm. that that UCF has, and I think they're going to have a uh, similar issues against SMU. Yeah, I'm staying away from this. Um, man, I want my Green Wave to my Green Wave. I want my green wave to win. Um, but I think I kind of agree with you. I think I kind of like SMU in this one. Um, but listen, I it wouldn't shock me if, if Tulane came out with the win here. Uh, like you said, I like Tulane's defense in this, um, but I love SMU's offense. SMU has a really better high-powered offense. So we're going to see what it is. But again, the great – why watch NFL on Thursday when you can watch SMU? you at Tulane. Um, it's going to be the better matchup. It's going to be the more entertaining game. Don't watch NFL on freaking Amazon. No, 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 no. Go ESPN. Watch SMU at Tulane. Okay. Yeah. I almost said something, Saturday. but never mind. Wait, what were you going to uh, say? Uh, just, yeah, no. Oh, okay. I was going to okay. say, you know, F, F Jeff Bezos, but I decided oh, to oh, temper that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> um, He's Sorry, it just it comes out he's naturally. Probably, yeah, I mean, he's probably listening to us right now, dude. That that um, guy talking about his philanthropy and then laying off ten thousand employees <laughs> is an all-time scumbag move. Oh man. Oh. Dear. But anyways, all right. Let's back go to, to Saturday. To, let's go to Saturday. Back to football. Back to football. Uh, Saturday, uh, Illinois <laughs> at Michigan. Michigan's a uh, minus seventeen favorite. Uh, I think the Wolverines blow them out. Uh, yeah. I think uh, this is a game where Michigan has, I don't want to say struggled with other teams, but they've <laughs> shown a little bit of a little bit of a weakness, I guess, just because their offense isn't as high powered. I think Illinois is going to be deflated after their loss to Purdue. And listen, if Illinois had problems with Purdue. They're going to have problems with Michigan. I like yeah. Michigan to cover this spread. It's in Ann Arbor. Yeah, Michigan minus 17, no doubt. Lock it in. Uh, TCU at Baylor. Uh, this is a bit of a rivalry game here. Baylor and TCU fans do not like each other. Uh, <laughs> the, the, I mean, Baylor complains about Texas Christian University having Christian in the name and and not being Christian enough, which I think is one of the most ridiculous. From Baylor? Uh, yeah, I mean, but... Baylor's like sketchy too, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, we don't have to get into the whole... Well, we don't have to get into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, it's, anyways, uh, TCU at Baylor. So Baylor, you know, I, I see why they're... Only a two-point dog, mm-hmm. uh, just because I think they're going to be fired up for this one. But, I mean, Kansas State just dog-walked them. And, I mean, yeah. 
I wouldn't put it past Baylor to to be the spoiler here, uh, but I just think TCU is going to continue finding ways to win. I'm taking it again. Baylor. It's not that I don't like TCU. I do. I love Max Duggan. I like Sonny Dykes, but they're going to lose. Baylor. Baylor. At some point. Baylor. I'm taking Baylor. Taking Baylor. Jake, Jake, Jake. Um, Houston at ECU. East Carolina, six and a half point favorite. Houston. Again, the Dana Holgerson experience, everybody. Like, I say it every week, and the West Virginia fans who listen, because I know there there's some of you, I say it every week. Stop romanticizing Dana Holgerson. They struggled with Temple. Temple is very, very bad. Um, I like East. I, I don't know if ECU is going to cover. I, I, I almost definitely am going to say ECU is going to win this one. Um, but Houston, this was supposed to be their year. And they're just, I don't know, they just don't have, especially defensively. Uh, look for Ehlers and um, Keaton Mitchell to have monster, monster, monster games again at this one. What's the, do you know the over-under here, Jay? Do you uh, have it? I, I do not know. I can get that pulled up pretty quick, though. Um, because I think, think, I think the over here, whatever is going to hit. Um, I would not be surprised. Oh, I, one thing I will say, though, East Carolina gets an extra day of rest coming off that Friday game. Ooh, like, it's true. Could, that is could true. have a little bit of a factor. Uh, the over is 68. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, I, ta- I think I'm going to take that over. Yeah. I think I'm going to take that over. Um, unless ECU – here's the problem. Unless ECU shuts <laughs> down Houston and it's like a 35-13 to 13 or something. That's what I'm afraid Which, of. Yeah, I, I don't see that happening. I think it's going to be Houston's high not gonna, scoring. Houston, Houston's not going to be able to stop East Carolina. Um, but yeah, it, it should be high scoring. But yeah, I, I like right. ECU here. Um, this next Boston one: Boston College at Notre yes. Dame. BC at Notre uh, Dame. Notre Dame, a twenty-one and a half point favorite. Why are we including this? Because it's the holy war for the Ireland Trophy. You have to. And because Boston um, College upset NC State. And because of that. Also, Jake, that was the game I was originally supposed to go to. I was. So I think it's probably good that you didn't go to that one. I was originally supposed to go to that game. We, When Boston College lost to Rutgers, we changed the trip to uh, NC State, Florida State, yeah. which was a lot better. A lot better time. Um Boston College, so yeah, Boston College beats NC State. Um, not good for the Wolfpack. So, you, you look at Boston College this season. They have wins over Florida State, or they have wins over Louisville, which that was mm-hmm. a surprise. Yeah. And then, I mean, I'm trying to. They have a win over Maine. Yeah. And. Then the only other one they have is NC State. So if you're NC State, you have to be bumped. Boston College has lost to UConn and Clemson, or sorry, UConn and Rutgers, Rutgers, and Virginia Tech, who is not good this year at all either. Ugh, that's ugly. I mean, Notre Dame's got to kill them, right? 
You would think, but I mean, they did just beat NC State, so who knows? 20, wait, hang on. 21, hang on a second. 20, Boston College gets 21 and a half. I'm still taking Notre Dame for the record, but. Oh, man, I kind of want to take Boston College. I kind of want to take Boston College. You know why? Because I see this as a 20, I see this like 28 to 7. I see this like 30, that to, 30 to 10. That half is nasty. I know. That's a crazy hook right but, there. Uh, but we'll, we'll, uh, we'll stick Notre with Dame's ACC and the team that we just talked about. Uh, NC State at Louisville. Uh, I'm leaning Louisville here just because I think NC State's kind of a little bit broken right now. I think I'm leaning NC State because Louisville's hot. They haven't come down. I mean, I guess they did lose to just lost lose to Clemson, but I don't know. NC State just lost to Boston College. Didn't you say Boston College beat Louisville? Uh, Boston College did beat Louisville. I don't know. I don't know what this game says to me. I don't know. Um, I want to say NC State, but like you said, they just might be broken right now. I don't know. I'm not picking this one. I don't know who's winning. <laughs> Jay, you're thinking Louisville? I'm thinking Louisville. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, Texas at Kansas. Ooh. Texas at Kansas. Um, Kansas is an eight and a half point dog at home. I like I like Texas here. I think they're going to come back, bounce back in a major way. Texas loses to Kansas two years in a row. Ooh. See, that's the other thing. I think Texas kind of has this game circled. Like, hey, we, we cannot lose these guys again. <laughs> Um, but they may be putting a little bit too much pressure on themselves to not lose to Kansas twice in a row. Also true. But no, I, I like Texas. I think their offense is going to come back uh, really big. Um, Kansas might have Daniels back. But if not, the sling bane is still going to be solid. This is going to be a good good matchup. I think Texas pulls away at the end. Yeah. I mean, Kansas had their worst performance of the year, I think, against Texas mm-hmm. Tech. But yep. Uh, I, I think they'll be – I mean, we talked about it. Texas Tech is kind of a tough place to play on the road. Uh, we'll see what happens in this one, but I, I actually do think Kansas has a pretty good uh, a chance at, at, at winning this game. Uh, Stanford at Cal. Uh, yeah. You know, the, hopefully the band doesn't get on the field. Isn't that probably the, the greatest – is that one – that's probably the greatest – one of the greatest endings in college football history. Has to be. That's a good one. We got to do best endings to a game. That's yeah, Boise State Statue of Liberty has to be up there. Uh, Vince Young. Was that at the end? Was that an ending? Or did they? Have I don't know. That, that was an ending. I think they had time left. But yeah, the Boise State um, kick six, Flutie, kick six, Flutie. Yeah. Um, the Hail Mary. Prayer at Jordan Hare. So yeah, there's a lot of good ones. I think that's going to definitely be one of those summer pods that we do um, best endings. But Stanford at Cal playing for the Axe. Uh, Cal is a six and a half point favorite over Stanford. Man, um, I'm kind of shocked by that number a little bit. I thought it'd be a little bit closer. 
especially with Shaw, you know, being the opposing coach. Um, I like Cal. I don't know if Cal's going to cover, but I do like Cal at home. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I mean, I don't like either of these teams particularly. Not not great brands of football, but uh, it is kind of sad that, that these two historic programs have kind of fallen on hard times. Uh, next up, is this is this the Floyd of Rosedale? Yeah, Floyd of Rosedale. Iowa at Minnesota. Mm-hmm. It's um, for the pig. One of the best trophies in all college football, by the way. Easily, easily. Uh, and also, okay. I mean, this has some pretty pretty major Big Ten West uh, ramifications mm-hmm. with uh, Iowa and Minnesota being 4-3 and three and Illinois and Purdue also being 4-3 and three at the top of this uh, division. Man, I want to take Iowa. So I don't know if it's the so I I don't know if you can know this. I've have, I've have a few I have a major future on Iowa getting to ins. So I really need that. You need this. <laughs> I really need this. Like, I really need this. Um listen. I think Iowa's starting to figure it out a little offensively. And I like I do know Minnesota has a little bit more weapons, but I think that it goes perfectly into Iowa's defense. And I think the under is also thirty three. Um but I like thirty two and a half. Thirty two and a half. I like Iowa. Iowa has a better defense than Minnesota. And because of that, I'm going Hawkeyes here. I think Hawk it's gonna get it's gonna be so ugly. And I don't wanna hear anybody south of the Mason Dixon line telling me that this is going to be a bad football game because it's not. It's going to be a tough, hard-nosed game. And if you don't love it, well, then you can stop watching college football because this is going to be the game of the week. Iowa you know me, Jake. beats Minnesota. Iowa beats Minnesota. I love a good old-fashioned rock fight, and uh, oh, that's what we're going to get here in, in Minnesota. Uh I like Iowa as well, and I hope you get your futures there. Uh, next up, chaotic matchup that always it always this game always tends to be chaotic. Uh, the first play that comes to mind is fourth and twenty-five. Yep. Uh, Ole Miss at Arkansas. I don't love. I, I something about this game just feels wrong. I'm not betting it at all. Arkansas money line. Arkansas money line. They're a yeah, two-point dog I, yeah. at home. I like Arkansas, especially if K.J. Jefferson is playing. Even if he isn't, Cade Fortin, man, looked good when he came in that football game. Yeah. You would think you would think Ole Miss would be favored, but a little bit more than two. I'm telling you, Arkansas, pig suey with the win. Yeah, and uh, like I said, I'm, I'm staying away from this one just because I don't trust it. I'm also staying from away from the next one just because both these teams have been so inconsistent. Uh, it's Bedlam, Oklahoma State at Oklahoma. Has, have we is is this the worst Bedlam game? Like, is this like we're both teams coming in that like I don't think anyone really cares about Bedlam this year? Yeah, because usually mean, Oklahoma's good, and it's like, oh, is Oklahoma State gonna knock them off? Um, but both these teams not good. I don't think either. Neither ranked now. Um, I don't know. I think Oklahoma. 
I don't know. Oklahoma State is in a bad way, right? It's very strange how far, how quick they fell off. Yeah, because they were undefeated to start the year, and then they have that game with TCU, and then all of a sudden it's like the the wheels kind of fell off. For yeah. actually, I mean, so Oklahoma State did get the uh, the victory over Texas in between there, but uh, Ooh, then they lose to both Kansas schools and are not competitive at all. Uh, and then you know they struggled with Iowa State too. So it's it's interesting, uh, yeah. Not not a not a high profile bedlam matchup uh, here in in Norman. So. Did you see every Big Twelve team can be can be bowl eligible by the end of the year? Yeah. So uh, Iowa State has to win out, which is a big ass. West Virginia has to win out too. Yeah. Which is tough. Uh, it's, gonna tough. it's probably not going to happen, but. No. Well, I mean Iowa State <laughs> Iowa State has Texas Tech and TCU. Uh and I I don't see them oh, yeah. winning both of those no. games. Uh may not win either of them, but again, uh Ames is a tough place to play, so they at least have is. that one. Mm-hmm. Uh and then Texas Tech has to beat Iowa State and Oklahoma. So Oklahoma, <laughs> I mean, it's just yeah. it's kind of a an interesting one, but uh <laughs> I, I uh, I'm staying away from this bedlam. Uh, then we have a a trophy matchup, uh, and this is I mean, you know, since Air Force beat Colorado earlier in the year, I think you have to call this one the the battle for the state championship too, right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And listen, Air Force is a 21 and a half point favorite over Colorado State. Um, again, Colorado State a little bit better on paper than what they are showing for air, even air force, air force. Uh, everyone thought air force was going to be the, the team out of the, uh, mountain West to kind of challenge for that last spot in the new Year's six. They kind of had a little bit of a rough year, a little bit, uh, still decent. Um, I do like air force. They're a 21 and a half point favorite. I don't know if they cover, uh, that's a lot for air force to put on because if Colorado state scores once or twice, they're not hitting it. Um, I would stay the hell away from this game, but you get the Ram Falcon trophy, which is pretty cool. And it is for basically the best team in Colorado, but Air Force is going to, um, yeah, I don't have, I don't have too much to add to that one. Battle for the bell, uh, the battle for Los Angeles, USC at UCLA. I mean, it's UCLA has a chance to play spoiler. They could completely dash the Pac-12's championship hopes. I mean, USC is the last, uh, the last prospect of of a of a possible Pac-12 uh, playoff berth, and UCLA at home in the Rose Bowl has a chance to to dash it. So uh, we'll see what happens here. I think USC is just. Uh, slightly better offensively. Uh, there's not going to be a lot of defense played in this game, that's for sure. Hmm. Not a lot of defense. Um, I kind of like UCLA here. Two and a half point dog at home. This I'm going to wake this one out. I don't know what I'm going to do. but I... the, the over-under is 75, in case you were wanting to hear that. Oh, I kind of like it. I'm going to hold off on that one, too. 
but I think I think I'm gonna play the I think I'd play the over here, but I want to think UCLA wins this one. I think UCLA wins it. Um, I think, and they knock, at, and then I think the full can, the full cannibalization of the pact was complete after you complete. UCLA beats USC. Yep, I'm thinking that's happening. All right, and then uh, let's head back east for for a quick moment. Uh, Syracuse at Wake Forest in the ACC. Uh, Syracuse kind of came crashing down to earth, didn't they? Yep, I said that too. I was like, listen, this team's good. They're not that good. Um, they're kind of down to earth, and they're going to continue going down to earth because they're going to lose this one by double digits. I like Wake minus nine and a half. Yeah, so I, I've seen the line get up uh, to 10 over here. Uh, and you know, like you said, win by double digits. I think that's a, a good call. I think Wake Forest is just uh, a better team at this stage of the season. Mm-hmm. Syracuse, four-game losing streak. They've lost all that early season momentum that they had. It was fun while it lasted, though, Syracuse. No, yeah, it did. And listen, for Syracuse, it's okay. You know, you're going to go – they are going to go bowling, right? They are bowling. Yeah, they have six wins. Already. F6 wins. So, so yeah, they're they're gonna go bowling. In which if you're Syracuse, that's all you want. Yeah. Uh you'll be I, I know it's gonna suck because you had a little bit higher expectations, you were ranked the whole thing, but you're still Syracuse football, like you with six yeah. wins. Um let's go back and, out west. Uh, yep. Uh this is I think the the game that we thought was gonna be the Pac twelve championship going into the season, and and it still possibly could, uh depending on how some other things shake out, but uh First of all, there has to be a little bit of a revenge game for Oregon, right? You lose to a team twice in the same season last year, yep. and now you you get to play them again at home. Uh, Oregon is favored, minus three. Obviously, big loss to Washington last week. Can't help but wonder if maybe they were looking ahead a little bit. Uh, but Utah at Oregon, I mean, this this is a this is a fun little, you know, it's not really technically a rivalry, but this has kind of developed into a yep. bit of one after I think what happened last season. Yeah. Um, I like Oregon. I like the ducks to uh, rebound from their loss to Washington. Um, listen, I, I just think Utah defensively is not, I just don't like Utah defensively. I think Oregon has a better defense. Um, I, even though we, we've seen Oregon's defense kind of get torched last week. I do think their defense is better than what they showed. I think their offense on the ground is going to tear up Utah. I like Ducks minus three in this one. Yeah. Uh, do we want to talk about AM UMass? <laughs> what is the line for AM UMass? Uh, I believe, <laughs> I think I may take UMass. It is 33 and a half. Is AM going to score 33 points? Uh, that I do not know. Uh, and I mean, UMass has one win on the season. They beat Stony Brook, twenty to three. They just UMass lost to Arkansas bad. State. Uh, I mean, UMass has lost to everyone they have played except Stony Brook. So, and they haven't really competed. Uh, no. They were close against. Uh, they were close against Arkansas State. I will give them that. Uh, so bad. UMass has maybe a little bit. UMass needs FCS. to be relegated. UMass needs to be relegated. <laughs> but uh, um, A&M, I mean, I, I do. I feel like we have to talk about Jimbo at some point, right? All right. I mean, you want to talk about Jimbo? I think I think I kind of want to hear what your take is now. 
if it's changed at all. Yes, 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 till next year to write the shit. Yeah. If next year he gets you nine. Unless they lose the UMass. Yeah, unless they use the UMass. But But if A&M comes back next year and gives you nine wins like you're used to, I think it's like, okay, like we're we're back. Everything's okay. Um, You know, gets back to eight, nine win threshold. But the thing is, like, I think by year five of this new contract, you have to compete for an SEC championship. You know, you have to go 10 and two, you know, uh, make it, make an appearance. Like you have to, you can't go halfway through this and, and still sit at eight wins, nine wins. You got it. You, you got to get to 10. If you get double digit wins, you should keep your job. And if honestly, like if A&M finishes below 500 again next season, I think that's, Oh no, you have to go. Because that's this is his all of his good recruiting classes. Yeah. So like that's the thing. Like if if next year you don't make a bowl or you only get the six wins, then you might have to start rolling out the oil tycoon money because these are Jimbo's guys that he has and he's doing this. Um yeah. but again, I think it's the offense. Fix the offense. Easier hey, said maybe, than done. You know, maybe Houston fires Dana Holgerson and, and uh Dana comes to Texas A and M. I don't think Houston as can a, do that. But. As an offensive coordinator, right? Yes. Okay, yes, good. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, offensive coordinator. No, that's, no, I think that would be great for Texas A&M. Yeah, get him. Get Graham Harrell. If Neil Brown – if they don't give Graham Harrell the keys to the West Virginia Castle, which I don't think they will or should, go get Graham Harrell. He's a, he's a Texas guy, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's a Texas tech guy. But is he he's from Texas? Yeah, I'm you pretty know? sure. Yeah, uh, I'll Texas look it up, too. but I'm I'm pretty I'm almost pretty sure, it's sure. Texas too. All you guys stay in house. I mean, it's a big place. It's hard to get out of. <laughs> yeah, he's a Texas guy. Texas guy. Yeah, Graham Harrell, offensive coordinator for A and M. That's and plus that's probably that's a step above West Virginia. That yeah. is a step. Uh, I'm sorry, West Virginia people, but it is Texas A and M as is a better. Place I mean, I like West, West Virginia. Virginia. I know but. you do. I love West Virginia, but it just it's. <laughs> but yeah, Dana Holgerson, I think, or or just a better offensive coordinator is all they need. And they'll and if he gives up the play calling, which is he has F. to. Uh... Yeah, that's the big F. Um, all right, let's end the episode with something a little bit more serious. Um, on Monday, there was a fatal shooting, um, killing three. Um, University of Virginia football players, uh, Devin Chandler, Deshaun Perry, and Laval Davis Jr. Um, it's sad uh, and tragic. Uh, also, that it seems like every year we have something that is sad and tra- tragic in the college football world, which is just something you hate to see. Um, but again, hug your loved ones. Um, you know, always. Uh, Always tell them that you love them. Don't hold anything back. Um, bury the hatchet if you haven't buried a hatchet with somebody you care about, um, because you just you, you never know. Um, Coastal at UVA um, right now is still scheduled. I doubt. I don't know. I don't think they're going to play that game. I. I mean, it's. I I can't imagine. I mean, I I have no idea how to even process this. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just such a heartbreaking situation. Uh, I don't think you can blame them at all for not wanting to play this this game. 
Uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the guys wanted to, to play for the teammates that they lost, mm-hmm. but I just, again, I don't know. I, I don't want to try to get inside of the heads of these kids either. I just, mm-hmm. you know, I thoughts and prayers are, are not enough at this day. Like, I, I, I can't, I have no words to to say about the I, I can't imagine going through something like this. I just it hurts so much. Like I hate it for those guys and I, I hate it for those families. Uh I, I can't imagine. It's no. it's just uh terrible, senseless and you know, I just you have to have to rally around them uh going forward. It's like you said, man. You never know, you know, if if you got some problems between you and your family or whoever, and somebody you care about bury the hatchet, man. I mean, you never know in this life like how much time you have left. And mm-hmm. I just, I, I, I still can't even process that this this was the news. The first thing we saw this morning, waking up, is just mm-hmm. it's heartbreaking. Yeah, and especially with the. Um, the perpetrator being a teammate, a former teammate like that as well, just adds to the tragedy of all of this. Like this wasn't a, this wasn't some random, like this was, this seems like it was a calculated murder. Um, yeah, it's, it's just sad all around. And, and like you said, you don't want to even put your, none, either of us can even fathom what this even feels like. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, they'll probably. I'm guessing they'll move the game to. Um, I would say probably um, Army Navy week, maybe, um, or maybe the week of championship. I don't know. And and again, that's secondary compared to what is even you know going yeah. on with these three, you know, with these three families hurting and um, and all the teammates too. I mean, yeah, these are guys that you know you spent so much you blood sweat and tears you shed with each other in the mm-hmm. two days and throughout the season and you know it, it is like yeah. we we as a community as a college football community are, are going to rally around this this group i think oh, we have to absolutely you have to uh, absolutely you have to um everyone's going to be pulling for the the who's um during these these last two weeks definitely um everyone's going to be rallying around for um but Again, it's another tragedy in in the the sports world, uh, in the world in general. Um, absolutely sucks. Absolutely tragic um, that we have to keep talking about these different types of tragedies. Um, but like I said, hold your loved ones. Tell them you love them. Tell them uh, bury the hatchet with someone that you care about, whether it's a family or a friend. Um, always reach out. But from all of us at the Get Back Coach, have a great week.